We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Banana slam giant. Uh, nice to see you again, buddy. Welcome back, everybody. No guests this week, but uh, we do have hopefully an interesting discussion in mind for you guys. Jaron came with all of the notes prepared and ready for us to talk. So, uh, do you have the notes with you, buddy? Uh, no, I actually forgot them. Uh, uh, they're in my they're in my backpack, and I lost that. So you know. Uh, Okay, guess we're going to have to wing it then. <laughs> Sounds good. So uh, what I had in mind was, uh, or what Jaron had in mind, at least I remember when I read his notes, was that we're going to do a little, just talk about Halloween. It's coming up. We got Halloween on Saturday, I believe. And uh, I personally usually don't do much for Halloween myself, but uh, this year I personally am. But to start off, we have, I have a thought. So, you know, we you, where is, I, I want to lead off with a simple question, monkeys. Where sure. is Dire Tide? Where is Dire Tide? I believe yeah. the last two times, or both times I did Dire Tide, it started on a, on a, uh, Halloween. So I'm so assuming... You think we're wait- do you think we're getting it this year? That's the question. Uh, yes, I do. Because they, they had it in the uh, patch notes already. 
So, or, or, or that, that, like, you know, the hidden patch notes that people sometimes go through. So, you think that Valve didn't just put that in there as a bait? And <laughs> no, I, I do not. They haven't communicated at all. So, you have confidence that. that uh, when, when does Valve ever communicate? Okay. <laughs> that can't possibly be an argument. Okay, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, if you 100% sure that there's going to be Dire Tide, what will you do to the viewers watching whose hopes have been raised if it does not happen? What what will I do to them? No, like for them or like to make it up for to them. them. To make it I up mean, to them, you know, you got their hopes up and just to let them down. I'll I'll win I'll win the summit. Okay, <laughs> you guys heard it here first. If there is no dire tide, he's going to win the summit. And if there is dire tide, the expected then, then I'm going to spend all yeah. my time playing dire tide. Yeah, so, yeah, so he's not going to win the win. summit. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Uh, when does the summit start? It's uh, it's already started. We're we're it's a group stage. Yeah, we're ten games in. I think we played or we we played five matches. I believe. So okay. We're six. We're six and four right now. Six and four. Group. Where does that put you in the standings? We're we're still top four. Uh, but and we just lost to Quincy, which is you know, they're like the NA team to beat. Is there right anybody now, notable so. that you beat? Uh, we you, went. Like, feel good about beating. Uh, I we tied we tied X Crazy and uh, Brax's team Team Zero. Okay. Um, yeah. And then we we beat Lukey's team while giving him Pangolier. By the way, didn't didn't back down from that one. That's and, exciting. Uh, <laughs> and who uh, was the other team we beat? We beat Spirit Esports, which was the open qualifier uh, open qualifier South American team. Nice. Okay. So. With that in mind, I think the playoffs is sometime next month, right? Like I think it's. I believe they start. I believe they start November second, if I'm not mistaken. Sweet. So you guys want to stay tuned for that, monkeys. uh, Remember, if there's no dire type, guys, monkeys is going to win the summit. So don't. uh, don't I I mean, we're probably going to win either way. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) I myself, you know, have no real Dota plans. Obviously, I. uh, But I do have actual Halloween plans. But that all comes second if there's Dire Tide. I'm dropping literally everything if everything. Dire Tide comes up on. I well, uh, well on I mean, Halloween. Dire Tide would it would go on for a couple weeks. VSJ, you can take a night off on you Halloween. Know, Halloween, itself. Halloween. <laughs> no, uh, fuck, every- fuck everything normal, real life shit. <laughs> this is the gamer way, the gamer lifestyle. I will be drowning myself in Dota if that's what it takes to uh, do my job. So. No, but uh, I am excited if they do have Dire Tide. They did a really good job with Aghanims. I miss the Dire Tide days. I highly doubt it's going to be anything like the Dire Tide in the, of old, where you got a lot of items for it. Everyone uh, everyone probably remembers that if they were around yeah. at the time. Nowadays, the there's, no, there's no handouts, man. We don't give away handouts. You want well, Arcanas, you, know, you want I, sick items? Go ahead. I, I actually believe Valve might... might be more generous again. I, like I, I don't think there would be any reason to really bring back the same ex- or, or like call it the same event, right? If if they weren't going to do something kind of similar to what they did with the original Dire Tides, like I may, maybe maybe I'm not expecting the whole you know golden baby Roshans or platinum baby Roshans that they did back back then. Uh, which for the golden baby Roshans, I was believe I believe it was the fastest team to kill Ro- like a super powered Roshan or whatever. Yeah. Got or, or like that stack got the uh, got the golden baby Rosh, and then the platinum baby Rosh was the not or, or the most amount of times you could kill Roshan without without uh, running out of time. 
So, so, but, but both of those events were super, super interesting to me. I actually won a platinum baby Roche and then sold it for $2,000, which fueled my competitive Dota career for a little bit. (laughs) Wow. There you go. Uh, who needs competitive Dota when you just have Dire Tide and Ag's Labyrinth Trials and all exactly. this kind of stuff to just make uh, Platinum Baby Roshans and all the other Baby Roshans. I myself have never won a Baby Roshan. I remember it was maybe was TI-8 bad. or TI-9 where Blitz, like his first dig ever. I know, I think it was TI-8 qualifiers. I think that's what it was. We were casting at the Summit or, or the Summit House. Uh-huh. It, was, it was one of those... And he just straight up had his first dig in a pub. We were playing all in a pub, and he just dug one shovel and got the honey Roshan. Oh, really? Yeah, first dig. <laughs> and it was worth like 700 bucks at the time. So that's been the closest I've ever been to getting getting a, a rare Roshan. What, what was just being in the vicinity of someone else? Being that actually in got the it. pub of the guy that dug it up, and we're like, what? <laughs> so that's, uh, that's about as good as it gets for me in terms of rare items of Dota, but... Moves. I want to talk briefly about Dota, but I myself am pretty excited because this is the first time I've done anything in real life for Halloween. So, oh, really? In a like long ever? Time. Like in a long time. It's well, been, well, 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 sorry, sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're excluding trick-or-treating, right? I'm excluding, like, you... like candy, basically. Okay, like, sure, you sure. You know, sure. you do Halloween candy and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this year, uh, me and a small group of friends are doing like a murder mystery thing. Oh, dude, so, that, I, that that sounds so cool. I've always wanted to do something like that. Yeah. I, I feel like I would enjoy it so much. I've never uh, done anything like it. I So I talked to Kali about this, right? And mm-hmm. what I realized was, was back in the day, I thought WoW was for nerds. I thought Pokemon <laughs> was for nerds. I thought Dungeons and Dragons was for nerds. And here and you I, are. And <laughs> what I'm saying, guys, what I'm saying is I feel regretful. I feel that as a kid, I was a sports kid, and I was conditioned to deter myself from doing things that were considered nerdy. And I'm a nerd, you know? And I never embraced that as a kid. And now I'm in a fucking murder mystery party where I have to dress up. I'm not going to spoil. I'll have some Instagram pics for people when I dress up. We are getting some pretty decent costumes, though. I I like my costume a lot. Nice. And I'm gonna do some nerdy shit, man. We're gonna do some murder mystery. That's I hope awesome. I'm the murderer. I don't. I don't know if it's gonna be me, but I hope it's me. You know, and among us, I've practiced for being an imposter <laughs> uh, or a murderer, I guess you could say. And I personally am super excited. I just want to say to everyone out there: if you're a nerd and you've ever had the hesitance to do things that are considered nerdy, you know, take it from me that uh, you'll regret it in the future. So. I mean, it, it, it really is true, though. I mean, I, uh, luckily enough, I learned at a at a pretty young age that I was just like, ah, who cares what people think about me? I just gotta do the things I enjoy doing in life, right? Like, yep. you know, you can't you can't waste time worrying about what other people are gonna think of you. Um, do you, you have any gotta... uh, special plans yourself for? Uh, uh, no, no. I believe we have a match on Halloween, so wow. that, Summit doesn't, doesn't that alone <laughs> might get in the way of for anybody, huh? <laughs> but um, I, I, I mean, I, I've had a couple of friends message me, being like, "Hey, we should like get together or something," because I, I really haven't been hanging out with uh, many people after my knee injury, my second knee. Injury. How is your knee coming along, <laughs> by the way? Uh. Wait, what? What was that? How is your knee recovery? Oh, along? it's uh. I mean, I can walk on it again. Um. It's still like I still have a slight limp, but uh, I I still can't bend it fully. Like if I try to bend it fully, then you know it it 
uh, strains the uh, the the tendon that I injured. So I I have to like kind of keep it straight when I walk, and I'm kind of like hobbling around, like moving. My- <laughs> Are you gonna take a video of that for the lovely fans? At no, home that why would see I? You no, walking like a dirt. I don't, no, no, why not? I, have, I, okay, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, do, I don't even this? do stuff like that. <laughs> would you not enjoy this, people in chat? I feel like you would enjoy this. I would enjoy this. Monkeys, make it happen, buddy. I mean, PSJ, I'm sure you would enjoy a lot of videos from me. I already have enjoyed <laughs> Monkeys, man, this is a PG for the, for the family podcast. I don't know what you're trying to get at here. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. I wasn't implying it, uh, anything there, BSJ. Yeah, I'm trying We're... to keep it child-friendly, man. <laughs> Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I've been told that people don't mind if I cuss every now and then, but they're trying to not teach their kids how to feed and also objectify other people. So that's I, what you just did to me there, and I don't I, appreciate it. I've, I've actually realized how, just how much I curse when I'm streaming, and I really Dude, need to bad. get out of that. I, I try to watch bad. myself, too. There's been, like, a few YouTube videos of mine that have actually been flagged as you can't put this on. Like, the ads are going to be less revenue because they can't advertise to kids in my video. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing, but wow. my YouTube editor was like, yeah, man, you got to tone down on the F-bombs. Like, yeah. Otherwise, you're going <laughs> to... You know, you're going to lose ad money just because you said the F-bomb a lot. I, I, I think my issue is I started using, uh, like, the F-word as, like, a filler word instead of like or something like that. So I just started cursing, like, nonstop uh, the on thing my about stream. The F-word is that the, the word fuck, you know, let's just say it out loud, is that it can be any um, – why am I blanking on the word? It can be any – what do you call it? It can be a noun. It can be an, a verb. It can be an adjective. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can be any part of speech. It, it's know? so multi. It's so multi-purpose, it's you know. <laughs> Dude, it's been way too long since I took English class. But the point is that there's so many applications of the word that you exactly. can use it as a filler word, and it kind of <laughs> makes sense. Like it's not even a filler word. You can actually use it in the sentence, and doesn't really 
you know, take away from this sentence, even though it may be distracting. Nobody in chat's helping me out here, so clearly none of them know either. That's what I'm going to go with. I did have to make my chat in sub mode, though, because I was having a pretty toxic chat. I don't know what your response is to toxic chats, but... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously not a fan of toxicity in general, BSJ. It typically puts me in an off-putting mood. Well, how often do you have a toxic chat? They say the chat's uh, as toxic as the streamers, so for me, I, it happens a decent amount. Honestly, you, honestly I don't think it happens that frequently, but because because my or like, like Twitch chat is people typing, I feel like I interpret what people say in, a, in negative ways more frequently than like they're actually saying things in a negative way. Yeah. So like so like I perceive chat as super negative even if chat isn't being like as negative as like I'm thinking it, it's Yeah, being, there's no tone, right? Sense. When it comes yeah, to yeah, online yeah. typing, so it can definitely be misconceived even if they're trying to have good intentions. Yeah. So usually when I hear people say that kind of stuff, I give them a bit of the doubt. I say, "Hey buddy, whatever you said sounded wrong. Like it didn't come off the right way." Is that what you meant? If so, fuck you. If not, <laughs> what did you, you know, if you meant it in a good way, you might want to be careful about your wording. It's hard to word stuff properly on the internet because you don't have the, the way that, like I said, the tone that can establish like, oh, I'm joking or being sarcastic yeah, or, yeah. you know, messing with you. I, I, uh, I personally find myself reacting more negatively to chat when I myself am in a bad mood. I think that's pretty standard. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's most people. <laughs> and it's kind of snowballs, right, in Dota. Yeah. For me, at least, my mood is at least somewhat maybe largely dependent upon how my night's going in terms of win-losses. And whenever I'm losing, my chat is always going to shit on me. That's just kind of the nature of Dota chats. So I'm yeah. losing, so I'm in a bad mood. And my chat gets to shit on me because I'm losing, so kind of snowballs itself into oblivion as one may at least as the way i would elegantly word that yeah but uh, I, eloquently uh, I, <laughs> I i mean like even for me when um when I, I like i've noticed that usually when it, whenever i want to stream for long periods of time like if my day or if my night of dota or whatever starts out like zero four or something I'm, I'm usually so inclined to just turn off my stream and stop playing dota right there even even if like i i'm still mentally prepared to like keep playing dota it's just like subconsciously i know i'm way too affected by the losses especially if i don't feel like they were necessarily my fault and then I'm just like, all right, I gotta, I gotta just take a break from Dota because you know I'm just gonna go down, I'm gonna go down the the spiral of despair here if I. Uh, How long are I your breaks, Marcus? How long do you take breaks for? What you mean, just full breaks from Dota? Like when you said just now that you know you're having a rough day, you're losing a lot, and you say I need to take a break. How long does that usually last? I mean, you know. Typically, right now, since I'm playing on a team, if I'm taking a break, that means I'm just done for, done for the day. Like I, I'm not gonna have enough time in the day to like stream twice or anything like that. But when I was full time streaming, I, I would say breaks usually consisted of like two hours or so, which was like you know going to the rock gym and rock climbing or something, coming back and then turning stream back on. Or you something and your like damn that. rock climbing and I, vegetable uh, eating and what can you do? Uh, you're you're just describing things about my persona bsj i don't i don't know how to respond <laughs> oh no if, for people who lack context i always gave shit to monkeys about that kind of stuff even though there's really nothing to give them shit about because those are perfectly healthy and 
fine activities to be engaging in. <laughs> but uh, part of our team, uh, part of our atmosphere on Team Runes as well as VGJ Team House was giving monkeys shit for being vegetarian. Because that's just nothing wrong with it. That's just what everybody does. Everyone's yeah. like, you know, give monkeys forever shit. He'll he'll handle it. And I'm just like, all right, well, fine, whatever. Yeah. This is this is the position I put myself in, I suppose. Yeah, I put myself <laughs> in the everyone shit on me, not because of. You know they're not releasing their sh- like their emotions onto me like they are with you. They're just expressing how angry they are at me specifically. You know, <laughs> so like for you, they're just taking it out on you. With me, they're you know. Well, wait, wait, what? Me. What are you talking about? You literally made a meme out of your promo code. Like that was the best advertisement ever, VSJ. Thank you. I, I actually attribute that to Chalon Kwai. Absolutely <laughs> no part of that. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take the credit now cause he's gone and he can't, uh, say that I didn't do that. There, there you go. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people who say like is BSJ, Chalon Kwa and all this kind of stuff, they just don't know me because that would be way too high effort for me <laughs> to pull that off. So you know me well enough to know that I would never oh, brain, take time out of my day to create something like that. In order to, dude, it's been hard for me to even expand to like YouTube and like Patreon and stuff, dude. That's what I'm saying, VSJ. You're like like telling me to make videos and shit, and I'm just like, dude, I don't have the time for that. I'm like, you know, spending seven to ten hours a a day with my team right now, just like watching replays and talking intently about Dota, and then like on my on what free time I do have, I try to you know go for a walk or something. Now, like I just I don't have the time to like stream and do a YouTube and do this and that and like it's it's just it's not doable, man. Dude, you, you gotta you gotta limit yourself to like a few things that that you know, you know are what the, the most funny important. Thing about this whole thing is is when we talk about this, this conversation alone could be justification for why if I have too many people signed up, I raise the price for coaching. <laughs> because I can't create, fabricate more time. You know, I, yeah. I don't have more time. I can't do that. Like, straight up, I you know, I spend maybe two or three hours a day with Kali. Some, a lot of it's usually, like, some active activity. Like, today we did yoga. And then it's eating. And then I just, some <laughs> days I'll take off. Like, I'll usually take one day off a week. And the rest of my life, I'm making content. Like, that's the rest of my life. So yeah. I'm not complaining. Let's be very clear, guys. <laughs> There's just nowhere to put the extra coaching sessions. You know what I like? I can't make that extra two hours for myself. Yeah. I wish I could. But just don't sleep, BSJ. That's yeah, what I did in high just, school. Just, I slept like three hours a night. And, you know, the other 21 hours all went into Dota. <laughs> uh, that's that's an approach that would last about a day or two for me. You know, I'm not 18 anymore, monkeys. That's the biggest part about being 28. Your body can only Fair. take so much brutal or like brutal treatment of it you know it, it can't be misused yep. that much that's what trust I me my my knee agrees with you vsj <laughs> yeah everyone's probably like uh boomers and such and then there's there's half of them that are like stop complaining you're still 28 because they're like 20 and they're thinking like oh you know get over yourself the other half are like 33 34 and they're like you think you're old now <laughs> yeah. uh, that's the that's uh, exactly. They, they have they have seniority over us, you know. They, uh, they they get to they get to make fun of us for complaining about being being mid to late twenties. Hey, you know what? I'm perfectly fine with complaining about something that makes people you know react to it. You know, they make they makes them have some sort of 
they they they, re- they relate it to themselves instantly. You know, they're like, yeah. okay, why do I feel about this? Oh, I'm 30. Yeah, he can fuck himself. He's only 28. Or I'm 21. <laughs> he can get over himself. Fucking geezer. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> it's actually so funny to me how like prideful everyone is about their age, though. It's like, if you ever Can't talk about it, someone, man. if you ever talk about someone's age in like a positive or negative way, they'll always be opinionated about their own age, like right right back or right as a response to to what you say to them. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I talked about that other week. You know, I was definitely on something, even though I wasn't on something. I was just, you know, being me. But I remember relating Dota game to life, right? Remember me talking mm, about that? I do remember. And this time around, I like to think like most of the time when I'm older or like when I, when, as I've gotten older, I've realized that you just kind of learn shit, you know, over the course of your life. And most of the time when somebody's older than me, they usually are like to some degree wiser than me. They've gone through pretty much everything I've gone through to some extent, you know, something similar, at least their own version. And then whatever else they've also experienced on the extra years that they've lived. But now what I've also realized is let's tie it back to Dota is some people are heralds in real life, you know, and some people are more on the immortal bracket where by 28 minutes into the game, one guy has Battle Fury, Manta, Scotty, Abyssal. And the other guy's still farming his battle fury. So I've realized that the, you know, rate of farming can be, in this analogy, as you understand, monkeys, be compared to how quickly you mature and adapt to real life. So, go ahead, monkeys. I, that, that was such a beautiful analogy, BSJ. I was, I was right there with you, you know, I just... It, it was perfect, you just need man. to stop me now because it was so perfect. Yes, I, I just I just had to had to let you know how good of a job you're doing. Yeah, and if like somebody <laughs> in chat said, if there was a rank one, it would be Jeff Bezos. So that's congratulations, Jeff Bezos. That, that, that's fair, one. I suppose. Yeah, he, I won't. I, I mean, I, I feel like at least as far as you know, monetary value goes, he would be number one for sure. Yeah, it just depends on what you deem as efficient. <laughs> yeah, right? you know, as far as carry players go, Jeff Bezos would be number one. Yeah, he's EU ranked number one <laughs> in the carry role. While you look at somebody, who, who, what would be your number one support role player? Uh, oh man. Like, what's I don't it mean know. in real life to be a support player? You know, you said wealth itself is being a carry. Like, Gandhi or some shit? <laughs> I, dude! <laughs> Dude, I was actually thinking Gandhi. Holy shit. Dude, I was actually thinking that. That's crazy. So the next question would be, if you had to take the most like toxic guy in the NA region, who would be the real life version of that? They're like, say they're like in the top 50, you know, like there's some t- guy you just never want to play with. So like they're successful or like well known, but they're toxic. Who would that be in real life? Uh, the only the only one coming to mind for me is Trump. Damn, <laughs> this is a non political child. I know, I know. I'm not even trying to bring politics. This is a child friendly, non political. <sighs> gonna have to scratch the NRA sponsorship from the, <laughs> my from apologies the, from the podcast. <laughs> Gosh darn it, monkeys! Actually, uh, guess we know who you're voting for. I, I mean, I suppose you can infer. MAGA, make America great again, or what? <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So, moving on from monkeys, you know, turning this into a political discussion. Otherwise, it'll get way out of control. As Chad is already, uh, you know, slowly devolving into that category. <laughs> 
I enjoy these Dota real-life analogies. As most people can tell, I get this little smirk on my face. I can't help. You know, I just can't help. I I love tying it back you're, to you're, you're great at doing it, BSJ. Yeah, what can you know, I say? What can I say? <laughs> Everyone has their thing. Some people are good at the actual game of Dota themselves. I, myself, am good at relating it to real life. So, a recent series I've started doing. I don't know if you know about this, Monkeys, but uh, I want to know your thoughts. So, about two weeks ago... I about had my up to here, you know, I, I was done with my viewers saying, BSJ, you talk all this high level strategy shit and none of it would work in my bracket. My teammates are ass. So I decided to queue up on some, one person's account for a game in 3K and say, hey guys, I'm going to tell you exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm going to do it exact same way in this game that I would in a 9K game. Mm. And, or, and for me, it's 8.7 now. Yikes. So basically, Oof. yeah, shh, <laughs> I'm still 9K. Shh. So... <laughs> I said I would do it the exact same way. And so far, you know, undefeated, like pretty much, you know, 900 GPM, whatever. I'm not bragging. But what I'm saying is it worked. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have come back with positive feedback saying, hey, you know, we'd love to see that what you can do works in our bracket. And it's helped us be able to infer what we should do in our games. Yeah, yeah. But the other half has been like, BSJ, you're fucking ruining the community. You're smurfing. And, you know, those nine guys, what about their time? You know, or at least the five on the other team that you completely yoinked their MMR. So my question for you, Monkeys, is what do you think about that? About smurfing? About, like, the... Or, 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 the, or about the you using a lower bracket... Yeah, yeah, or you using a lower bracket yes, game to, to, to show, like, use as an example. Um, I mean... You can be uh, honest with me, by the way. No, I, no, 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 no. I, I, I mean, I'm giving a thought. Like, I don't know. I, I personally think it's it's fine to do shit like that. Uh, I mean, obviously, I don't think it's like the greatest to, you know, constantly like boost boosting. For example, they they, they just constantly go to the three k bracket, get a get an account up to five k, go back to three k bracket, get an account to five k. Like like that, I don't really agree with. But as long as uh, like I mean doing doing it a couple games to use as like a visual example or representation of you know the ideas and concepts that you're applying to the game like I mean that's absolutely useful for a lot of people to see and be like oh right maybe maybe I truly am not as good as you know I thought I was and like I can apply ideas better than I'm giving myself credit for it and you know stuff like that Right. That's basically how I view it. Uh, That's basically how I view it. I'm like, this is just a proof of concept. And I I feel like the funny thing is, there's still those people that come into my game or come into my chat after I do that. And they just say, but BSJ, my teammates do all this dumb shit. And I like the whole time I'm talking, I'm just like, I don't really care what my team's doing over here. All I care is about pushing this lane, pressuring this tower. If my team decides to come here, sure, I'll join a fight or whatever. And, you know, but the rest of whatever this shit is, like, I'm in 1K. And I had a one minute long 1v1 with a Spectre at, I was a support, by the way, I was a support. He was chasing Uh me for a minute, okay, (laughs) like a straight up minute. And I was like, what the hell is happening here? (laughs) And I was like, you know, I'm trying to use my items and live and shit. And it was just like, dude, this is is an experience I would not get because either my team would gank this guy or his team would kill me. But yeah. instead, it's just this one v one, like eighteen minutes into the game, <laughs> between no, uh, me and a Spectre. <laughs> I, I had a, I had a climb. Um, like I, I've never bought an account or anything like that before. So, I, like my Smurf, that is at seven point five or whatever, whatever my Smurf MMR is. I genuinely don't know. 
but I, I had a client weird chip continue I had a I had a client that account from 3.5k to where it is right now and I, I I remember the games of just like you know me being Furion and just like literally all I had to do is like walk top push in the lane three people show up TP bottom walk up bottom three people TP TP top walk down top like that that was how I won every game that, yeah people that just don't react efficiently like, right <laughs> I said just push lanes guys I'm like just yeah. push lanes make them come to like I got four I man ganked like seven times in the 1k bracket as a five position I was just like what the fuck and like the lanes just at their tier two as I'm getting four man ganked in a set of trees and I'm like space you know whatever uh it was it was pretty funny I'm like I think this is supposed to be like the carry doing this and dying but I'll you know I'm just a five position I guess I'll do it while he hits some ancients yeah it was uh it's quite an enjoyable experience, but it's more so like I also can relate to the struggles they're having because I'm realizing now as a coach that like as long as you focus on the things that have to be done in the game, all the other stuff kind of just goes on the back burner. You don't even notice it. Your team's like randomly feeding 1v5 or, you know, running into their triangle alone and dying. It's like, oh, like that that has nothing to do with what I'm trying to do in this game. So I guess I'll just, you know, take note that it happened, yeah. you know, acknowledge that well, my mid laner's dead or whatever. I, I think I think it just comes back to like stuff that we've talked about before. Is it like Dota really just comes down to mentality? Like you know, you're not a perfect player, no matter who you are. There's always things that you yourself can improve on, and like you, you have to. Like, if you are genuinely trying to improve in Dota, you have to be self-reflective. Otherwise, you just you know you're not going to get anywhere you're just not Absolutely. like there, there there's so much that you yourself as a player in in the team game of dota 2 can accomplish by just fixing your own mistakes and your own ideas and your own you know ju just movements and everything so i kind of lied to the people and said that we were going to focus primarily on halloween this week <laughs> uh, we kind of went on a massive tangent throughout the course of this entire thing but you talked about self-reflection, right? You talked we about like self-reflection. So we can we can drag it back real quick. We can save this. So you talked about self-reflection. So if you had to reflect on yourself, monkeys, what is your favorite Halloween candy? Favorite Halloween candy? Um, what like does it have to be a Halloween can like like a Halloween if, themed I'm candy when or you're something? Getting or like candy at Halloween, if you're trick or treating or you go to the uh, grocery store and you're getting one sweet, it could be like a cookie or something, you know. What is the one thing you're going for to satisfy that that sweet tooth? I mean, I I, I mean honestly, I, I would have to say like. Twix because I, I literally just bought a small thing of like fun wow. size Twix bars. So okay, okay. like I I mean that's the only thing that comes to mind. Are you a left right Twix now. eater or a right one? Boy, what does that even mean? Have you not seen the commercials where there's like the left Twitch factor trick Twix? You, you, you think I've way? watched it? You think I've watched TV recently? Be a shame. I, mean, <laughs> I haven't looked at a TV in like ages. Dude, I gotta ask the Jeopardy question, okay? <laughs> or sorry, sorry, no, that that's not true. I I watch like Netflix and stuff, but I haven't seen like TV commercials in like ages. No, the thing like, is though. Wait, is it Kit Kat? I thought that was Twix. No, that's Twix. There was a left Twix and a right Twix factory, right? Either way. Well, you say you haven't watched TV in years. Neither have I, okay? There was a Jeopardy question that said, well, this jewelry company models themselves after every, you know, something begins with K. and I was, Or every kiss begins with, you know, this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Dude, that's K, man. I remember those commercials. Every kiss begins with K. I'm like, holy shit, that shit I, rang. I, I mean, I do remember that. What was the left, left? or right twix like recent or was or like when when that were was those definitely like five to ten years ago maybe five back to when ten I 
Maybe I've seen it then. I, I mean, I, I honestly don't me. know. They're saying it's Kit Kat, so either way. I mean, well, no, Kit, Kit Kat is break up, break me yeah, off a piece of that Kit Kat piece, bar. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. really rough shit. Either way. I, I mean, to be fair, I never even knew Twix had, like, any commercial. official. Yeah, 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 I didn't really know about them. So. That's fair, that's fair. So yours is Twix. I, I mean, have like, to like say... if you put me on the, on the spot right now, you know, in the past, maybe it would be, like, Spree's or something like that. So, yeah, okay. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Like, not, not, not the soft, not the soft Spree's, the, the, the hard candy Spree's. Oh, yeah, those were good. I remember those. I always loved the, when I was a kid at least, I loved those green caramel apple things. The lollipops. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. The lollipop green caramel apples. I don't know if I'd like them anymore, but those were like the sour apple caramel things. Those were my dream little candy to get in my, mm. in my uh, trick-or-treat bar. But I still love lollipops in general. Um, you know, as a Dota player, I learned that I suck, so why not apply <laughs> that to real life as I've already <laughs> talked about numerous times so the hell are we talking about shut up Jamoka. nobody asked the guy in chat what we're talking about right well, now what uh oh what did um what did you always dress up as when you were younger for your, when uh, i was a Halloween? kid i stressed as scream like five out of ten of my hall oh really yeah <laughs> you know I, my mom said instead of putting a bag over your head we can just cover you with a scream mask you know I, <laughs> I, I dressed up as uh, I, I think I was a lion for the first couple Halloweens because The Lion King was my favorite movie yeah. as a kid. Winnie the Pooh was one of mine, so I also dressed as Winnie the Pooh. Right. And uh, I think I think what was it? I think it was the Grim Reaper for for a Halloween. Very nice. I, I, I feel like I remember that. Those are the only ones that are coming to mind. Mind though, I okay. can't I can't think of any others. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh comes to mind for me. I know I was Captain Hook one year. Well, most of my Hook, creative, that's a good one. Most of my creative costumes were when I was, like, really little, like, before age 10, you know? So, after age 10, no, so here's what happened. I actually told this story to Kali, because this is... You know how, like, your mind just buries those memories that you don't want to remember? Yes. So, you know, I told you earlier how, as a kid, I, be, I like, was deterred from doing nerdy stuff because, mm. as a sports guy, anytime somebody called it nerdy that was like default a really bad thing so that's what happened to me as a kid so Mm. what happened was i couldn't even remember which halloween it was but there was one halloween either early or mid high school where i went out with a group of friends maybe like 10 of us and like three or four of them were girls and one of them was a girl i liked at the time or whatever and they all showed up and he's like i'm not well, you know, we're not kids anymore. We're not doing this for the for the costumes, yes. you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, guys would be in some muscle shirts or whatever as a costume, and girls would be in some cute angel outfit or whatever. Sure. And I just show up as, like, a Jedi guy with a cloak, okay? <laughs> and everyone just gave me this, like, super weird look of, like... What are you? We would have been such what good are, friends what are in you, high like school. Like <laughs> and so what happened was, I got those looks, and it just Halloween was never the same for me. I actually it probably ruined my next like eight or nine Halloweens because I just like I was traumatized by my own, you know, like. 
you you know what I'm saying, monkeys, right? Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that actually reminds. I I I, did, I wasn't thinking about like you know Halloween during high school. There, there definitely was a Halloween where uh, I went out trick or treating with a, a big group of high school friends, and I didn't I didn't have a costume, so. Uh, a, a few of the girls they like uh, they use their makeup to make make me a girl for halloween and somehow they pulled it off like real well honestly because let me tell you bsj when i was in high school i never cut my hair i had hair like all the way down to my shoulders and wow. everything like I, I pulled it off bsj <laughs> i'm sure as i mentioned people would love a video of you walking around with your gimp leg i'm sure they would love some photos of a that. I don't even know if I have photos of that anymore. That seems like I, prime photo material. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are photos out there that I could get, but I I, I haven't even spoken to any of those people next, in a long uh, time. You have homework for next week's <laughs> podcast. I'll, 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 I'll possibly see if I can, if I can find That's them. That's not good enough, monkeys. There's no <laughs> possibility here. This is... This is entertainment biz. You got to do what you do for the fans. You got to do what you got to do, monkeys, okay? $20 is $20. (laughs) Fair. So, wait, you're getting paid? No, I'm kidding. So, um, with that in mind, uh, we do have a couple viewer submitted questions. Do you have any final embarrassing stories, though, from Halloween before we wrap up the Halloween conversation? Because that's... That's it for me. I'm going to have plenty of conversations to talk about of my actual Halloween stories. This is our I mean, going into Halloween conversation. I mean, I, uh, no, I, I can't, I can't really. I, I mean, you know, I had some interesting Halloweens when I was in high school, but, you know, it would just kind of give you too much of a glimpse into how weird my high school life was. Okay, we'll <laughs> save this for, like, the hangover you have from this Halloween, and we'll make sure you get a little tipsy enough to share with us next week. Oh, yeah. Um, after Halloween. <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. Wait, so you said you have a game. Do you have any plans for Halloween night, or are you just staying? I mean, I, I mean, again, I've had a few people, like, message me asking to, you know, get together for Halloween, and I, I'm sure I'll end up hanging out with them, but... No, no official like Halloween party plans or anything like that. I'm like, glad no. Halloween motivated me to go shopping. Like I haven't bought new clothes in a while, mm-hmm. and there was something I needed for my costume, but I also needed for real life. So I got motivated to go out and get that, which was mm-hmm. nice. So like for me, I'm like nice. I got something in my wardrobe that I that I <laughs> that I haven't worn yeah, haven't worn so yet. <laughs> to be clear, I needed some winter boots, like stuff that I could actually wear in like really cold weather, just out around on the street, mm. right? So when I say boots, I mean you know like men's boots, guys, not like you know women's high heel boots or anything <laughs> like that. We're not monkeys forever from high school. But my point being is that I was like, wow, I feel good. I have something I definitely needed for this winter. Because in Arizona, you definitely don't need winter wear, <laughs> as it only gets to be like 40, max or minimum. Do, I, I, have, I have a random question, because you brought up winter. Do you snowboard or ski? I, 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 I know. Okay, okay. We should we should do a snowboarding trip or something this this winter. I'm a skier, Okay, a skiing trip. I don't care what you want to call it. I'm just saying I haven't gone snowboarding or skiing in like seven years Dude, and i've been meaning to get the back last, into like, it four or five years i've gone was at the minor that the we play minor back in january oh yeah yeah yeah. i only got to do it for like six hours or something mm. you know, i only did it for one day to be honest those slopes were pretty mediocre but they were fun <laughs> but like the problem was i love going through the trees 
And I guess in, in Europe, or at least in Ukraine, it's not a thing to go through the trees because, like, mm. all the um, tree paths were, like, completely walled off. Like, you could only really go down the main runway thing. Yeah. So yeah. I was a little bit uh, salty about that. But it was a nice resort, just the skiing ha- itself. I wanted to go ha- through some ha- trees. Have you ever gone to uh, Colorado? Dude, I grew up in Arizona, man. Where do you think I skied? Well, I mean, I'm just, I, I was just Where do you double think checking. I, skied, bro? I, I don't like, know. Maybe, maybe you went, maybe you like flew to Vermont or something. I, like, I don't know. I was like, or Wisconsin or, you know. Why would knows? I go three times as far when I can just go to the Rocky Mountains? Hey, bro, I've been to Vermont and Wisconsin. They both have some sick mountains. I didn't mountains say that, that it's mediocre there, but it's like a one hour, hour and a half plane flight to Colorado as opposed to like just, six hours. I was just asking. Vermont. I was just asking, BSJ, that's all. Monkeys. It was just a question. So yeah, all right. Can we move on from this? I'm definitely down to. (laughs) I'm definitely down to uh, to do that though. I've actually casually mentioned that several times, and I've never managed to get a group of people, or at least even one or two other people, that would join me. So we can definitely, uh, you know, I mean, I've been I've been meaning to go snowboarding again for quite some time. So I I would genuinely love to get uh, right there with. I have a few friends in Colorado that I'm sure, um, if I pushed hard enough, could get it done and. Um, I'm sure they will. They could handle you tagging along as well. They could probably oh, handle me. At least tolerate it for like <laughs> a few days. But uh, so we do have some viewer questions. Let me put on my regular stream real quick just to make sure I don't flash the questions. I actually forgot to copy paste them from Discord. So people are gonna say goodbye f- to you for like two seconds here, monkeys. It's all right. Out, I'm yeah. sure they won't miss me too much. Okay. Yeah, they're not going to miss you. Uh, where is it here? Okay. So, let's go ahead and go back to the podcast where you guys can see Monkey's lovely face again. Oh, that's not it. I literally revealed it even after saying I wasn't going to. I mean, it doesn't matter. So, spoiler alert, we gave you guys the questions. So, these are some Dota-related questions, but they're submitted through our Patreon. If you guys do have questions of your own or at least want to support the stream of the podcast itself, Definitely uh, ex- or check out the Patreon link uh, in the po- exclamation point podcast command. That's where you find the Patreon link. I get confused of all the shit I have. So, Tyler says, this could be a better question for you, maybe, Monkeys, because you're on a team. How do teams come up with new hero strats? He understands how, obviously, like certain hero strats are strong, like Clinks and Enchantress, but do you scrim with these like unorthodox strats and heroes beforehand or prioritize keeping it a secret over practicing with it? Um, I mean, at least, at least for us, uh, typically it's like kind of a process, you know, uh, so typically people really anybody just will like message everyone else on the team and be like, Hey, I have seen this hero or like X hero a lot lately in pubs. And, you know, it seems really strong. Maybe you should try it out. See if you like it a bit. Then, you know, the, the player whose role that hero is in, you know, goes into pubs, plays three to five games of it, gets a feel for it, gets like a general idea of timings and, you know, ideas of map movements and stuff. And then you come back to the team and like, oh, yeah, this year is fun. So then then you go into scrims with it usually and you play a one or two games so the team can kind of get used to the hero and the play style around the hero and everything. And then, you know, as a team kind of solidifies their ideas around around the hero, then that's usually when... You're like, all right, t- time to bring it to the big leagues. Just go right into it and just 
see what happens, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think certain heroes are less straightforward than others, but at the yeah. same time, what a lot of people I don't think realize on competitive teams is one of the most important things is that your entire team understands exactly what to expect from a yeah. hero, right? Whether or not, like, what those heroes' timings are, what items they're going to build, what they're going to contribute to the overall game plan, all that kind of stuff, because it's like, even if you're the best Batrider player in the world or Broodmother player or whatever, if your team doesn't know how to play around you or make use of your hero in a team setting... It's just not going to cut it. So I think to answer his question with like, you know, a fine black and white answer would be you absolutely have to practice a hero or strat that you want to play in a competitive match. You can't afford to keep it a secret because your team has to actually play it optimally. Otherwise, well, well, as as far as keeping it a secret goes, like something that you can do in scrims is like usually you have multiple different teams of scrim partners. So like you can kind of go, oh, we're only going to show this strat to this team. Right. And and then we're only going to show this other strat to this other team. So not not, yeah. not not every single team gets to see your entire arsenal. You can purposely from, from hide back. it from certain yeah, people. A yeah, lot of exactly. people at events when they're scrimming say it's like a major. I know this for a fact is like if there's four groups of four people will just purposely try their secret strats against teams in other groups. You know, they'll yes. scrim teams from other groups and so that they can do exactly what you're saying where, yeah, they're keeping it a secret. But, like, I know from being at events and talking to players who are watching or even, like, coaches who are watching, they'll literally say, I know this team's going to pick this shit right here, fourth pick, because they did it to us in a scrim. Like, they're going to yeah, pick yeah. it right here. So a lot of these strategies are very refined, but they do try to keep it as secretive as possible yeah, after exactly. playing it. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good question. So the next one, which I'd say is kind of old news, but uh, probably still worth answering, just in case anyone hasn't heard. Basically, the question from Porter says on the We Say Thing podcast, that's the Cinderin and uh, Sunspan podcast. Yep. Kyle mentioned how streamers and tournament organizations, tournament organizers, excuse me, should be handling the broadcast of tournament games. So, as streamers, do you agree? With what Kyle said, or are you on the side of all content is free game? Uh, wait, which which post is this referring to? This is the, basically referring to the like, see, like the one about Gork and streaming the the uh, tournament games on like their own time, having the like material. Wait, wait, I, the- I I I thought the we say things Kyle was the one where he used like the metaphor of Valve not teaching teaching the the uh the community to fish or whatever they're just feeding feeding us fish or he he used like some some fishing metaphor i i swear that was what he said on the we say in this specific instance i did not see that episode oh i was asked about this specific topic of content being free game for all or having tournament organizers basically coordinate with the streamers so i assumed in this case that the question was immediately about you know whether or not streamers should be allowed to just stream the content or whether or not the um, I mean, organizers should be able to limit that in some capacity. I, I, I mean, first and foremost, like uh, tournament organizers obviously need to be able to make a profit off of their tournaments. Like, so obviously, I, I'm, I'm with the tournament organizers on that front, but at the same time, with how little, with how little attention Dota truly gets from Valve as like a developer, like Dota is actually like. Dota needs all the viewership it can get, and a lot of a lot of you know, the viewership of Dota like they they truly wouldn't actually watch a tournament stream over watching Gorg C or Bulldog or whatever, right? Like they're they're 
the viewership of those streamers is pretty much exclusively the viewership of those streamers at least like from what i can gather about about twitch as a whole i, I mean obviously i don't <laughs> so here's this like it's kind of like a when rules can't keep up with technology or like laws can't keep up with technology and you're like wow it just makes no sense that it can't be worked out some way but like you know the lawmakers are slower than how quickly we advance our phones or whatever i'm just giving mm. a real life example but what i mean is in this case is that i think what a lot of people don't realize is the bigger streamer you are Let's say, like, the most famous person in all of Dota, or at least one of them, is Burning, you know, in the China region. Like, yeah. he's just, if you guys don't know, he has, like, a massive following, massive stream. Everyone loves him, at least for the most part. And I remember, I can't, I'm not going to, like, give leaked details or whatever, but it's, like, the amount that he got paid for TI is, like, you know, it has to be an insane amount. Because for as, as you go up, up and up as a streamer, as a content creator, you get more and more popular. So we're talking about Gorksies and... I mean, Bulldogs, obviously the big, the big powerhouses of how many viewers they get is you have to pay way more to make yeah. it worth their time to come to the event. Yeah. And it's like tournament organizers only have so much of a budget. Like they can't afford to be paying what these streamers normally make from a day's work. People do not understand how much you make with five digit viewers or more. Like they yeah. just don't understand how much you make. And yeah. these, these tournament organizers can't afford it. So you're basically saying like, Okay, how about they just coordinate with the streamers where they pay the streamer or the streamer has to pay them a bit for their content. But it's like, then you have the streamer who's making so much on a normal day of streaming, why would they bother paying anyone else to let them stream? Like, that makes no, no. sense. So for me, it's like, how do you catch up with this? I don't, I'm only talking about this now because no one's ever, at least from what I've seen, nobody's ever really brought that up um, in the conversation. Yeah. I don't think streams streamers can should be allowed to basically hold tournament organizers hostage and what i mean by that is that like they have all the power it's like at least before they had all the power the streamers were able to basically say like i'm gonna stream your tournament unless you invite me to the tournament and if you invite me to the tournament i want this much money and it's like they're not gonna go to a tournament and take a hit like why would they do that i'm not yeah. saying they're like bad people it makes no sense but the tournament organizers are never going to pay him that. So, yeah. you know, at that point, the streamers have the complete control. So I think it is important that tournament organizers should be confident enough that they own their product, right? Like, if they're, yeah. th otherwise, we're just not going to have tournaments. Like, we're gonna no, no, exactly. I mean, the, the, the reason I would prioritize tournament organizers in this, or like in this scenario or situation that we're in is because, I mean, literally there wouldn't be tournaments if it weren't for the tournament organizers like again they, they have to they have to be able to make money off of the product that they're that they're 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 putting out there right like uh, uh, otherwise it's just like they're they're literally doing it for the love of the game and that's that's not enough in the that's end like money talks man money talks yeah 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 it's not it's not sustainable if if you're just doing it because you enjoy it right like you you you, you there, there has to there has to be incentive for for tournament organizers to you know keep producing tournaments otherwise you know we we run into like what happened at the beginning of covid there there was like three months in na like there was just no tournaments there was nothing we just kind of sat here like Oh, is is this what the entire entire quarantine is going to look like? Like, I, I, you know, it's like I know Kyle pretty well. I spend a lot of time with him at events, and I, I can't speak exactly how he feels, but I know his only goal is that he loves Dota and he wants the game to stay alive. I, I mean, like, I mean, he Kyle, wants the game to stay alive, and anything he does, even if it's wrong or whatever, like I'm not going to argue to how correct it is. 
he's doing it because he wants the game to stay alive, and Absolutely. he believes that if the tournament scene is not sustainable for the organizers, then the organizers are going to pull out, and if there's no tournament scene, the game's going to die, and all that kind of stuff, right? I mean, so, I mean, Kyle, like, like him or hate him, he he loves this game and everything and he, he loves says the is, and, and, dota yeah, yeah 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 he loves the community he loves the game and like he genuinely wants dota to you know continue to live and succeed and thrive i mean i mean you have to understand especially for people like kyle i mean kyle watched uh heroes of new earth just die while he yeah. was like at the top of the game and like that, that must be so so it's so. Not just money, sad right? It watch. is something like, we love. Yeah, doing. That, we love this like, game, right? When, when Dota inevitably, I mean, there will be a day where Dota, like Valve, stops updating Dota, or you know, yeah, I, I, Ice Frog retires. You know, what, whatever happens, eventually it will happen. But like, I, that's going to be such a such a devastating yeah, day like, for yeah, me. I, like, like, I, I, I do not know what I will do when that I day comes. I, re- I really don't. People ask me, and I'm like, what do you expect me to fucking yeah. say, man? Like, <laughs> how am I supposed to fathom what it will be like? Because it's not going to die overnight, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not going to die yeah, overnight. And, so and it's going to happen slowly, very slowly and gradually. We're <laughs> seeing it already kind of start to happen, but a lot mm-hmm. of it's more so the generation turning it into a spectator sport. I don't think there's yeah. any sign that the spectator side of it's going to die. COVID and the way Valve's handled it, it's kind of put a little wrench in the equation but yeah um you know well I, I, for me at least i'm holding my breath until like the dust settles for next year to see yeah, yeah for does sure. it make a slight recovery or is it just downhill from here but with that in mind i would say i do support kyle and what he says um and i do believe that he has good intentions and i think his intent like the way he's trying to accomplish it may not always be the best in regards to calling out gork and sing sing and stuff but he, what he's he, trying to get done is better for the community, I think. I mean, yeah, the, the way the way Kyle sometimes wrong wrongfully blames like individuals for like the direction Dota's going definitely is not the approach I would take. <laughs> but Kyle has a much better way with words than I do, so I'm glad I'm glad know, he's dude, trying people to. People like that when they talk, <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell? Like, where'd you yeah. come up with that sentence? I, 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 I'm glad I'm glad the Dota community has someone like Kyle to to really like you know fight fight for the game Stick that their we neck all out, love. Basically, yeah. for the community, exactly. You guys should be I, I grateful mean, for people like Kyle. Honestly, yeah, for sure. I, I at least think so. Um, you may know he's a dumbass sometimes, but all of us are dumbasses. <laughs> I mean, hell, Kyle himself will admit he's a dumbass. Yeah, I remember we were at the Omega League, and he's like, damn, like, you know, I was stupid of me or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you know, what can you do? I think that every day almost. But uh, with that kind note, uh, any final closing words from you, buddy, as we wrap up this week's episode? Uh, no, I'm just, I'm glad I got to do something that was just talking, uh, talking like this, VSJ, you know, I... We need, a, just we need been a little bit of a breath of fresh air from. Yeah, I know. It's just I I really haven't even like left my house for the last three weeks because of my knees. So like, just having having a nice a good old conversation like this is is nice. Real life shit is cathartic, man. Yeah, I don't think people yeah, realize sure. that uh, at least as gamers and people who invest our basically our entire time in life into being in the game you, it's hard to come up for fresh air sometimes you forget it, it, and then suddenly you're be. like holy shit i'm deep you know <laughs> i'm like i've been down for three weeks in a row and haven't shaved or showered and let no i'm kidding i don't shower <laughs> but the idea the idea is there so i had inappropriate jokes to say bsj but you know i, I didn't so Monkeys, you know. <laughs> thank you for keeping it pg for the first time yet today but uh thanks for coming buddy i always enjoy the 
podcast yeah. with you. Maybe next week we can find a third person that's a bit more interesting than both of us. Thanks for watching, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good one, everyone. Happy Halloween, everybody. Bye-bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.